All right, welcome back into the showcast. And our next guest this week, uh, he's on quite a hot streak right now, actually, because if you watch Billions, he's Dollar Bill Stern. Uh, if you watch House of Cards, he's Gary Stamper. And if you watch The Americans, he's Pastor Tim. Um, so there's probably something I'm forgetting in there, but he's on all sorts of things, so you can find him all sorts of places. Uh, Kelly o- O'Coin joins us on the showcast. How you doing, Kelly? Good. I'm great. Thanks. Thank Good. you for my introduction. <laughs> yeah, we I do like the, the sound of that. Yeah, we do the best we can with those to uh, to butter our guests <laughs> up. So, uh, so, so tell me, uh, tell me where you're at. I don't know if you're um, filming something right now. or You're kind of just hanging out. Tell me, uh, tell me what you're up to right now. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm actually doing a play right now. Um, nice. I'm in Champaign, Illinois, working on a new play by a uh, playwright and screenwriter Donald Margulies. Um, and uh, Daniel Sullivan is directing a guy I worked with years ago when I did um, Julius Caesar on Broadway. Um, and it's only, we're here for like a month. We do about four shows. It's it's more to develop this project and hopefully bring it to New York in the future. Okay. Um, so right now I'm in a Marriott in beautiful downtown Champaign, Illinois. Oh yeah, that's nice. So you, um, so you haven't uh, performed it yet? You're still kind of working on it? or? No, we're still in rehearsal. We're in the second week right now. Yeah, that's great. And I actually, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the stage performing as well, because one of my questions was going to be the last time you performed on stage. So I guess we, you know, might as well start right into that. Um, but I guess it's right oh, now. Sure. So theater is, is kind of one of your passions I'm getting at then, because you're, uh, you seem to be on there oh, quite, quite often. Yeah, theater theater is definitely my first love. Um, I, I love doing screen work as well, and particularly uh, with recurring or regular roles on TV, you, you get to... Um, it's not like just being a guest star, which is awesome, but when you have uh, a number of episodes, you have an arc, you know, over the course of a few years. Pastor Tim, for instance, gets to uh, change a lot, and you have this this sort of wealth of knowledge from episode to episode that you can bring as you launch into the next one. Sure. Um, and that's the closest thing to theater I've ever found. Um, I love rehearsing a play, being in the room for eight hours a day with the same people for a you know, three weeks to five weeks, putting on a show and running for a couple of months. Uh, uh, the connection with the audience, and there's, there's, there's nothing like it. The, um, you're breathing the same air as the people who are watching you, and everyone's experiencing the same thing. And it's not on tape. It's, it's ephemeral. It appears after you're done. There's something really magical about that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you always, you never forget your first love. That's theater is what brought me into acting to begin with so it's always going to be a life yeah that's a great way to describe it it seems like uh, it kind of comes through you that you really enjoy the actual acting when you talk about being in the same room with people where it's not just on film and things like yeah. that that feels like you kind of like the you're into the bare bones and of being an actor and things like that yeah yeah it is i mean it's, i know it sounds goofy but a lot of my friends who aren't actors make fun of me when i say it <laughs> it really is a magical thing yeah. Um, and one of the nice things about so much TV now, um, and uh, definitely on the, um, the Americans and Billions both, um, there are so many playwrights, and some of whom I knew uh, from the New York theater world, oh, cool. who are on the writing staff. And, um, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that that changed. Um, that, I, I, I suppose they've always been on, but... Um, on the staffs, but it seems like there are more of them now, and it doesn't surprise me that that coincides with this golden age of TV that we're experiencing. Yeah, I didn't know that there was a bunch of playwrights on shows. That's kind of a cool transition. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, 
I was well. Uh, Tanya Barfield was on the staff last year for the Americans, and she and I did a play together in New York called The Call. Oh, cool! Uh, about three or four years ago, so I, I've known her since then. So it was really fun walk in the first day at the table, read, and see Tanya. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, I know you already. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know you. Yeah. Kind of the uh, the one thing that stuck out to me with your theater career as well was you did a uh, a performance with Denzel Washington actually in uh, in Julius Caesar. Is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, that's the that's the, the the one I was referring to. Daniel Sullivan is directing this play I'm doing right now. Oh, cool! Direct that play back in Jesus. Uh, oh fuck! It was two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. I looked at the uh, uh, the IMDb. It did seem like it was a bit ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank thank you for not bringing that up. That was very nice of you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was it. Was a, that was a blast. That was I've never been in the presence of uh, that sort of star wattage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, did you? Were there things that you took were able to take away from that? I assume that there are that in working with somebody like Denzel Washington, because it seems like you know you kind of took off after. I don't know if it was a coincidence or not, but you certainly uh, started to get more work after that uh, play came out. Yeah, I guess it was. That's uh, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, it was sort of. Um a bit of a watershed, I suppose. I did another play, at, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the playwright named Terrence McNally, but I did another play the year afterwards with him, and that definitely felt like it started, the, the, probably the combination probably started to get me on the map with uh, casting directors and, and producers and directors in their minds um, for theater stuff in New York, and I started to get cooler, that's a terrible <laughs> word, the cooler projects. Um, and and I think the main thing is Caesar was my first Broadway play. If you get a Broadway credit, that's of course that helps. Sure. You know, it's like it's one of the milestones, like getting getting your first guest star on a TV show or getting your first recurring or your first series regular, um, that sort of thing. And I had a nice little role. I was a bitchy little guy. I was Octavius <laughs> Caesar, and I had themes of, where I was just going, you know, to Denzel's. <laughs> uh, Brutus, um, which I don't know how much he liked, <laughs> but it was you know it was fun. It just uh, it, essentially our relationship was I would sort of stick my tongue out at him, figuratively speaking, and he'd swat me away. And that was that was my relationship with Denzel Washington. First big role was getting to be really annoying to Denzel Washington. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I'm very proud of that. Well, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. And then finally, uh, the final question I had on the on the theater aspect side of things was, I saw that you have a Drama Desk Special Award. I'm not sure what that is, but I know awards are, are a big deal. So if you could kind of go into yeah. what that what that comes up with and how you uh, came around to that. Yeah, I well, I'm, I'm really proud of this one. Um, uh, awards are sort of sort of funny. The idea of competitive acting is a little bit... <laughs> Um, strange to me, but I'd be lying if if I said it wasn't fun to have one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but I did a I did a play two years ago this summer uh, called The Wayside Motor Inn with this A.R. Gurney play, and uh, it was an ensemble cast of ten, and we all it was a, it, the scenes were all duets, um, just two person scenes, but they all happened simultaneously in one room, mm-hmm. as if we couldn't as if we were not in each other's reality. Okay, that's so cool. It was um, it was an experimental play in that way. Um, 
and uh, the ensemble was just pretty, it was just a fantastic ensemble. Uh, we bonded, we worked really well together, created something pretty, to use the word again, magical. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, um, the drama desks um, create, every year they have sort of special, they have, you know, best actor, best actress, best production, etc. cetera, uh, the traditional categories, but they create, they come up with special categories depending on what they see uh, during the season, uh, and it might be a category that, that won't apply every year. Uh, that they gave us a special ensemble award. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's really nice. Yeah. And the so nice I... thing about the drama desk, well, the nice thing about the drama desk is that unlike the Tonys or the Obies and various other um, awards that only focus on Broadway or only focus on off-Broadway mm-hmm. um, or off-off, the, to- the drama desks, um, you're competing with everybody. So oh, we wow. were up against Broadway, we were up against all the other off-Broadway and so, you know, it was kind of, it was a, that was a pretty nice little honor to uh, to be recognized. Yeah, it's say. cool. Yeah, nice little thing to have uh, for the mantle. And I'm I'm sure yeah. the um, the the theater gives you a wide range. And Kelly, I got to be I'm going to be honest with you. I watch Billions and I watch yeah. The Americans. And I had no idea that the same person that was Pastor Tim was Dollar Bill Stern yeah. until I looked you up. <laughs> Your wig game is pretty strong on the Americans. The, 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 what, what was that? The wig game. You got a nice little wig going on there with oh, Pastor yeah. Tim. Oh man, my follicular acting is is, uh, <laughs> is the best. Uh, now the wig people are incredible uh, on that sh- on the on the on the Americans. Peggy is, is our is our wig master, and she came up with my first day on. I don't think I don't know anybody. Maybe the writers did. Maybe the chase. Uh, the executive producers and showrunners knew I would come back, but uh, I didn't know, and Peggy didn't know that I was going to be more than just a one episode um, guy. Oh, okay. And so I didn't. She's. I'm not giving. I'm not. Um, I'm not calling her out because she said this in interviews um, that she would have picked a different wig if she'd known it was going to be more than one week. <laughs> That's a good one. And I'm like, well, now you tell me. Yeah. Can you give me a haircut? I mean, or <laughs> well, they they gave me a bit of a cut between seasons uh, two and three. Yeah, what uh, people stopped thinking I was a pedophile after scene after season two. Yeah, that's probably the, behind the it. Haircut. Yeah. yeah, the haircut did wonders. Yeah, um, uh, so it, do you have a because the the characters I as far as I could see couldn't be more different. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how close. Dollar Bill Stern would be able to get to a church before he starts to feel a burn, as, as opposed to <laughs> Pastor Tim. So, yeah. is there kind of a um, a preference? Because it's interesting you're playing two these two guys at the same time. So it's kind of for me at least, it feels difficult to compartmentalize the two characters at the same time. Yeah, um, it's it's not. It's I guess surprisingly maybe not difficult to uh, compartmentalize because they're so different. Oh, that's um, fair. If they were shades of the same guy, it might be um, it might be harder. Uh, I yeah, and in terms of a, of a preference, I, you know, The Americans was my favorite show on TV before I even joined the cast in season two. Oh, nice. So um, I'm always it's that you know that first love thing, I guess. Again, yeah. um, I'm I'm such a huge fan. Uh, it's a great show, yeah. That I still think, yeah, you know, I'm still thinking my lucky stars that I'm that I'm on it. All right. Um, and I like seeing how how 
I, I was watching the um, the episode last night on my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I like seeing what they're what they've been doing with Pastor Tim. You know, he's his uh, his character. They, the character is is evolving, and the relationship. It was the first time I got to do um, extensive scenes with Carrie. Um, yeah. First time I'd ever been alone in a room with Carrie because I think before that she would have killed Pastor Tim. Yeah, they were uh, good scenes too. They were pretty intimate. The uh, those scenes last night it was pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think the thing is the answer. I guess would be I can't take a pre- preference because I love them both so much. Billions are so much fun. The both sets are amazing too. Everybody on on both sets, the the crew, cast, crew, showrunners, everybody. They're these wonderful families. And I know that's not always the case, and I feel very lucky. I think the fun thing is that I right now and I'm knocking wood. Although in my hotel there's there's no actual real wood, but um, I, I feel very lucky to be able to play both of these characters at once. It's really, uh, I know it's, it, it's, it's, I'm a lucky son of a veteran. So. Yeah. You mentioned that the Americans was your favorite show, um, before you were on it. So the, I mean, the obvious follow-up question is you got to tell me how this, this audition goes where you're, you're auditioning for your favorite show on television. Oh, how that audition was? Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually, I actually auditioned for the, in the first season, there was a guy, I don't have a vague memory right now, but there was a guy who had, he had the guns on, I think, the FBI guys, and then my daughter came in with a gun on them or something. It was like, it was a fun scene. I would have loved to have done it. I was really bummed, but I didn't get it. But right. it was a one-off. Okay. Uh, and so in retrospect, it's great that I didn't get it, because then <laughs> I never would have been up for Pastor Tim the next year. Right. And Rory Bergman, the casting director, and um, she's supportive, and she uh, she's the kind of casting director that, if she likes an actor, she'll sort of place you uh, and try you with with shows and with uh, producers um, a few times until she finds exactly the right fit. And it turned out to be Pastor Tim, yeah. uh, and and it was fun. It was a uh, it, it was a sermon, um, and which was kind of fun because it felt sort of theatery, you know. Sure. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And. Uh, and then there was a, there was another scene that was sort of intimate when um, when Philip was possibly going to kill me, um, <laughs> which I just thought was so brilliantly written. I I, I got to say it, that audition was almost easy, and I think it's. But what I mean by that is not in a cocky way. I just mean that it was so well written that it told me exactly what to do, okay. and I memorized it in a snap. Um, so I kind of auditioning can sometimes be a huge psychic uh, <laughs> brag. Right. Um, but this was this was a very pleasant experience. Yeah, you can tell that the writing on The Americans is one of the better that's on television right now, oh, so God. you can certainly see where you're coming from that's there. Good. Yeah. The scene, yeah. um, the scene that, the dinner scene with Stan this week was just, it's so, not necessarily delight, but it was delightfully awkward. Like, it was, it's just a great <laughs> scene where you can just feel the tension through the Television, which is what kind of what makes good writing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a blast. That was a blast to shoot. Um, we had uh, we were there for a long time. I mean, yeah. dinner table sequences with that many people. Um, yeah, it's just just the coverage alone to get all the angles and all the single shots that you want and everything. But um, but yeah, I loved <laughs> I loved how Stanton. I, and I'm not going to get into Noah's head. I don't, I don't know what he was actually thinking, but just from my perspective, it was like, oh, he was like, 
who is this little hippie Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> and true. That, ir- that irritation, you know, almost like almost uh, sort of distracted him from my strange response to him being a KGB agent. Uh, <laughs> it was that was that, that cracked me up. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so I, I do have a, I'm interested in how often that, or not how often, how early you get the scripts before you guys go out and film, because for, I mean, probably at least half of a season, every time I go into an episode of the Americans for circumstances that I don't want to spoil, but it's, is this the episode that Pastor Tim gets killed or is he going to keep going here? You're kind of in a, an in limbo type of character here. So how early do you actually get the scripts yeah. and are you ever sure that you're going to be around for another week or? Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. And, um, and the, uh, the, there's certainly a, a Twitter movement to, there has been to, uh, to off Pastor Tim. <laughs> off Pastor <laughs> Tim and save Martha. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, exactly. Save <laughs> Save Nina, although no one knew exactly that. Oh God! By the way, those two actresses, how, how fucking brilliant are they? Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nobody knew that there was going to be the need for a Save Nina movement until the very end, which was so shocking. Even though I knew it, I knew it. I knew the script. It yeah. still shocks me when yeah, it happened. That's a great scene um, because you're still you're shocked, like you uh, said. It just comes out of nowhere. It's a great scene. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? Oh, when? How? How? Uh, how soon do I get the scripts? Um, not that long beforehand, actually. We, uh, there are times when I might get the script the day before. I, I often get them, say, the, the day before the, the um, table read. And sometimes the table read is on the day of, shoot, the first day of shooting a specific episode. So it's possible that I could get the, my script uh, for a scene I'm doing uh, the night before. Um, oh, yeah. I usually get a little bit more time than that, but um, but I certainly don't get get more than a few days. Yeah, and, and um, it, it's not necessarily because you'd be out of work because you have other jobs, but that'd be keeping me on edge with <laughs> a character like you. And yeah, yeah. Like well, I, I was lucky. This season, I knew how many episodes I would have. Oh, okay. Um, so, which was different from the seasons before. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to, I can't, if I can't talk about, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, you you did speak of uh, the seasons, though. Americans actually did just get renewed for two seasons, and it looks like that's all they asked for. Like they're going to try to they're they're going to get a proper yeah. send off. So that's uh, that's kind of a, a nice yeah. little little um, oh, accolade there. Yeah, I'm really happy for them. It's um, you know it, it, they. Um, I had, you know, I heard rumors that completely unfounded and not from anybody who was involved in the show. <laughs> but uh, I heard rumors that uh, people were hoping for a fifth season. Um, it sounded very much like uh, like FX is behind the show and always have been. They, they look at it, they seem to, and, and I, 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 I agree. But yeah. they seem to look at it as a uh, as a as a show that could help them. Uh, sustain their brand quality. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. um, so it's nice to know that um, that no matter what ratings are, um, uh, they're they're behind the show, and that 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 seemed to be what he was saying the whole time. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful to have a have to, people to know they've got two seasons left to shoot something. That's that's great. You know, yeah, that's a lot of episodes create your your own end. Um, and I'm so curious how it's going to end. You know. Yeah. Fan, as a fan. <laughs> yeah. 
like here's here's the thing about it is that like it's from the KGB perspective, so your protagonists yeah. are also are almost America's antagonists. So you're not really sure what, yeah. where to where to root or how it's going to end. So like you said, the ending yeah. is going to be really interesting. It's it's kind of pivotal for that show to get the ending that it wants. So it's kind of great that that it can get the ending that it wants. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And ha- I mean, that's one of the things I remember thinking. I grew up in a political family. My dad was actually. Uh, in Congress, you know, and House Representative in um, in Washington D.C., we lived in D.C. at the exact time that this show is shot, mm-hmm. and I was Cage's age during this period. So oh, that's, that's awesome! That's been a, a, often a mindfuck for me. Some of the commercials <laughs> I remember. There was first season, maybe maybe second season. There was this local karate commercial on the air, Junri Karate. <laughs> um, and I took Junri Karate because I saw that commercial and I was like, oh my God, Mom, Mom you want to take karate? <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, Captain 20, which was um, this local station, Channel 20, and he would dress up as Spock and he would do, he would uh, introduce cartoons and in between you'd, you'd win prizes and he'd do the Spock salute, you know, with his hand. Yeah. And I always say, may you, may you be happy and win lots of prizes. That was on. Um, so, uh, uh, Anyway, so I got off track. But my dad was in was in Congress, you know, and so he's 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 a, he's a liberal Democrat and a patriot. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, uh, I was surprised at how easy it was. I guess I that that I didn't have a problem with that, you know, <laughs> with it, the KGB uh, side of things. It's because they they're so human. It, you yeah. Just, you just relate to them immediately, and they're just doing this dangerous, fraught job. Yeah. And Carrie and Matthew are among the best actors I've ever seen on TV. And so good, and such great chemistry, chemistry man. Yeah. And so good. So you root for them. You just do as a human being, and um, that is the genius of the show. That every once in a while they remind you, "Oh my God, they do terrible things." Yeah, yeah, and uh, they—they're getting more almost. Americanized as the seasons go on as well with the yeah. uh, the program that Matthew yeah. or not Matthew or Matthew Reese is going through Philip is going through with the the seminars and things like that that's such an American thing as opposed to a, a KGB thing so yeah it really is <laughs> and, um, and it's also it, it, go ahead no go ahead well I was just going to say also I was just thinking about the um, that what we were just talking about about the you, you root for the side that was the enemy of the United States, mm-hmm. um, and that ability for the the show to to suck you into it, and then but then never let you off the hook, and keep reminding you, oh, this is what you're rooting for, this is what you're rooting for, and then but you always go back, and in that way, it makes you, well, it humanizes everybody, yeah, um, which I think is a great thing, especially in this day and age when um, everyone's trying to demonize everybody else, <laughs> um, but it also makes the audience culpable. You know, you yeah. can feel some of the guilt uh, uh, because these are people you root for, and you know, even if you're angry at them, you're going to root for root for them at the end of the day. When Elizabeth does that to Don, yeah, and oh my God, you're like, oh, you're the worst person in the world, and then you're like, oh, is she okay? Is she upset? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to take care of her too? Yeah, right? it is. It's it's really good. Yeah, with all the writing and the acting just combined, just is what makes the show is what it is. Yeah. I'm uh I'm glad you brought up your dad as well because I did do a little bit of research there and I believe your acting career started in with some way that was associated with your dad and if you know what I'm talking about feel free to take it from there. 
Yes, yes, yes. I was in college, and um, I got a call from my dad, and he was like, we're going to make, because he was a Democrat, a liberal Democrat, and so they always have to fight. Um, Republicans are always trying to paint them as big spenders. Sure. And um, so they came, they came up with this, this idea for a commercial where his son um, would be washing the car and bitching about how cheap his dad was. <laughs> um, and they thought we should actually have to his son because his son is, is in college, but he's acting and he wants to be an actor. So, yeah, my first on-screen um, acting was in a commercial where I was, where I was calling my dad a fucking cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> Dream job. <laughs> Yeah, not and necessarily. It was fun. My dad actually finally found he found the old VHS oh, of that. Cool. Uh, we have to transfer it somehow so I can try to see it again. I'd be very, very curious to see how bad I was. Yeah, not necessarily a big break, but it is a break nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a big break. Definitely not a big break. <laughs> yeah. Does that we did um, win the election? Though. Yeah. Well, that's all that counts, really. Is um, did that familiarity with DC with your dad being uh, a politician did that help with House of Cards and the Americans at all because I mean it just turns out that you're on two dramas that take place in Washington DC <laughs> yeah uh, it, it, it sort of didn't apply in a way except that it was fun it's fun to talk about um, <laughs> we're, we live in the suburbs in uh, the Americans um, yeah my sure. family did not grow up religious so I didn't have um, uh, I didn't have a lot of role models uh, for this particular character, right. um, and um, in House of Cards, I'm my guys from I'm like the only non-political in the entire <laughs> That's cast. True. I'm from Columbus. Yeah, which was it was great. I loved playing the role, and I loved working with Mike Kelly, um, playing his brother. But uh, my first thought was like, damn it, that <laughs> <laughs> congressman. Let me play. You know, I wanted to be. I wanted Peter Russo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Peter Russo. Yeah. Uh, Redux. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Know, the, it, of course, it was awesome. Yeah, you're kind of the only. You're in two DC dramas, and you're kind of the only one that isn't in the middle of the yeah. the DC and then both of those dramas. <laughs> yeah, I know it was ridiculous. Yeah, funny. it is fun. I will say, um, I, I, having said that, I didn't have any specific role models for this character. I will say that one of the things I remember, one of the things I like about this character of Pastor Tim is that they didn't try to paint him. Uh, there's often. Uh, a knee-jerk way of painting uh, people of the cloth mm-hmm. um, on TV, uh, having some other agenda, either they're evil in some way or yeah. they're psycho or they are pedophiles or whatever. And yeah. it's nice. It was really nice and refreshing to see, um, to see them create a character who, even though the audience didn't believe it, is obviously turning out to be just what he says he is. That's true. Um, yeah. He may be annoying to some people, but he's but he certainly doesn't have agenda beyond what he says his agenda is, which is about helping Paige and helping his flock, helping people, anybody who has who needs counseling. Um, and I remember um, when my dad, as I said, a liberal Democrat, he worked with church groups constantly. These progressive church groups um, who, yeah, they didn't necessarily agree on absolutely everything, but they they found compromise, this humanist element that where people could meet. And, um, and that, so the political part of me was happy to see this and happy to be playing this because it felt like a little bit like a, uh, I don't want to offend anybody here, but, uh, it was like, not all religious people are tea partiers. Yeah. You know, not all religious people are, um, 
I'll leave it at that. It's just, it's, you know, it's nice. It was, it was a nice. And if you disagree with me politically, at least you have to admit that it's nice that you, there's a contrast. Yeah, that there's, like you said, that it, at, at worst, he's annoying to some people, which <laughs> has, uh, yes, has created exactly. a, And believe me, believe me, I'm annoying to some people. I read the Twitter. Yeah. I see, I see you people out there. Yeah, I, I was just about to say. I mean, you started the the Twitter movement, and you're you're at uh, Kelly O'Coin A U C O I N seven seven on Twitter, and you're like you stand out because you're really active on Twitter. How, how important is that kind of interaction? Because it seems like you're not just interacting with other actors and things. Like you're you're talking to fans and working them working them through the Americans a little bit. Oh, good. I hope I'm not too active. Oh no, no, I'm not, not too. I, I mean, people. Yeah, it's always good to see an active actor where they an act or right. where they react with with fans and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fun. I um, the Americans fans are funny, a funny fucking group of people. I gotta say, and um, and so if, if you make me laugh, I want to respond, you know. Yeah. And um, and people are loyal to the show. Uh, it's it's been it's a great community. Um, the billions as well. I gotta say, it's a, the two really nice nice groups of people so for me it's fun um i like to i like to be a jokester so you know it's it's a it's a medium that sort of lends itself to trying to be pithy yeah uh, for sure and when i like yeah i'm always doing that with my wife and she gets annoyed with me so um <laughs> so I just go to twitter go to someone else yeah <laughs> it's um yeah, yeah you mentioned that you're lighthearted and and a jokester a bit are you do we have a comedian and a drama actor's body here because you are funny on twitter as well like it's really it's lighthearted and quippy going back and forth so is that what we have here is that <laughs> thanks uh no i gotta say no um <laughs> i i don't i'm not a, i'm not a comedian <laughs> i um there are certain comedic roles i've played uh, that i feel connected to and i feel good about um but i can't i'm not one of those people who can take any funny thing and, or anything and turn it into funny. You have great ideas. Um, I think I can do well with funny dialogue, um, character stuff like that. Sure. But, um, you know, like on Billions, we've got um, God, brilliant comedian, Dan Soder. Do you guys know him? No, I don't know. He's fantastic, uh, and he plays Mufti. He plays the guy who's always trying to hit on... Um, Il- oh, yeah. Uh, Il- financial food. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a great comedian. He actually just had his first hour-long special on Comedy Central, and we all, a whole bunch of the Team Axe people from Billions drove down to Philadelphia so we could be in the audience for that taping. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it was a tight group of people. Um, but no, that, that's, you know, that's the comedian. I, uh, yeah. I, I have thought when I've auditioned for things, um, I did, this, I shot this movie, Drunk Parents, recently, which is a Selma Hayek, uh, Alec Baldwin comedy, and I thought about calling him and just saying, "All right, is what I'm doing funny? Let me do this for you. Let's Skype. Is this funny?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he sort of has an unerring, yeah. uh, funny, uh, funny radar. <laughs> well, we'll get there. It's uh... cool. So, uh, so Kelly, yeah, you mentioned that you just filmed um, Drunk Parents as well. Was there any other uh, upcoming projects that you uh, you have coming that? you're looking forward to you have this this play as well in champagne so yeah uh the play we only run briefly but uh if anyone's in um in champagne come check out long lost uh july 
8 through 12 on the uh, University of Illinois campus. Uh, but Millions start shooting again in uh, at the end of this month or early July. I've got Drunk Parents coming up, and then um, this HBO movie about Bernie Madoff called The Wizard of Lies. Oh, nice. Um, I play a FBI guy. I'm actually the, the guy who who takes Madoff in. Um, I got to put handcuffs on um, Robert De Niro, which was the most terrifying <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> hey, Bob, this is, uh, this is, we're just <laughs> acting here, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hey, come on, now he gets into his role. I, you know, I've heard about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm just looking forward to the uh, to the end of Americans and um, getting into those those shows coming up. And actually, I've I've, I've been on blacklist recently, and um, uh, you know, the guy uh, I may yeah may reappear there next year too. Cool, that's awesome. Well, yeah, it uh, yeah. looks like we're uh, we're running out of time here, but um, I appreciate taking up so much time here. It was uh, a lot of fun to talk to you. Uh, Kelly can be found on The Americans. It's on FX on Wednesdays. And then, as he mentioned, uh, Billions is going to be coming back on Showtime as well. And then you can catch him on The Blacklist, as he also mentioned. So, uh, again, we appreciate that you uh, taking the time here, Kelly. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, thank you. It's really it's really fun to talk to you. I had a great time, and uh, I love your podcast. You guys are awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. All right, we'll be uh, we'll be back with more of the showcast uh, right after this. <laughs> 